This is Sunday night worship service here at the Pine Level, Pentecost Ordinance Church, June the 4th, 2023. See Director Reverend Mac Perry bring the message tonight, God's Guiding Light. Here's Brother Mac. so glad you're here with us tonight. Uh, um, normally our pastor covers Sunday night, uh, Pastor Farrell Hardison, but he's uh, still under the weather. He's still having pain in his chest, and uh, I, uh, you know, uh, I volunteered, and then he said he would appreciate me uh, uh, helping him out uh, tonight. So uh, I've got a, a little uh, thing, a few things on my heart. I'll share with you, most of you. Um, it's been a while since I've taught other than taught uh, the Bible study on Wednesday night, uh, but something that's always uh, on my heart is uh, God's Holy Spirit, God's uh, blessing through His Holy Spirit and how much we need His Holy Spirit. My title tonight, uh, God's Guiding Light, and I'll spend time teaching on that tonight, but first, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's remember our upcoming Vacation Bible School. A lot of work, a lot of efforts going into it, and we want to bless the kids. And it always blesses my heart when I hear that uh, some uh, young person or several young people got saved during that week. And that's, I tell you, one soul being saved that whole week is worth the whole effort. So thank God for our Bible School and all the people that's working on it. Let's remember also on Tuesday morning we have prayer time. Very important that we pray together. We unite in prayer as they did in the upper room, as I've been teaching lately, that uh, united prayer, I believe, reaches heaven. So we want to be here Tuesday mornings at 10 o'clock and, uh, and be praying together. And um, also Wednesday night I will be uh, uh, continuing the book of Acts. Uh, last Wednesday night I uh, taught more from a overall the message, Peter's message. Uh, I will continue with that a little bit, but also I will go back into that same message, and I want to do a verse by verse, for especially for some of the verses that is prophesying some things about the future and the end times and the last days of the church. So I'll spend time doing that. Join us on Wednesday night. And the lady that uh, heard me uh, talk about how important homecoming is going to be this year and how we'd like to, I, I have this uh, thing in my heart where I'd like to make an all-out effort. She uh, replied online that she'd be glad to help me out, so I've got one volunteer. Y'all remember what I said uh, Wednesday night about homecoming, reaching uh, uh, as many as we could, and what's most important, 
you may be reaching the lost and having a great service and, and then having a lot of people here to be blessed. So, uh, But uh, pray for Brother Farrell and also looking in our bulletin. Brother Jeff Newcomb is going through a surgery also. Miss uh, Mary McDaniels, Sister Mary McDaniels, let's continue to pray for her. And Brother Norman and Sister Josephine, let's continue to pray for them. And God bless you for being here tonight. And God bless everyone for being here tonight. Uh, would you stand with me as we open in prayer? I'll be reading <clears throat> excuse me, from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, and I'll be reading verses 17 and 18 tonight. So pray with me tonight. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your guiding light, Lord. We need it every day. We need your strength every day. We need your power every day, Lord. We want to be that witness that you want us to be. We want to bless others, Lord. We want to see souls saved, Lord. Be with us this night and help us to open up our hearts and minds to receive your word about your son, dear Father, and your glory and your Holy Spirit. Lord, be with our young people tonight. Touch them, bless them, Lord, and everything that we do, dear Father. We want to honor you this night. In thy name we pray. Amen and amen. So let's um, read uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 17 and 18. Now the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, or freedom as it means. But we all, with open face beholding as in a glass or a mirror the glory of the Lord. Our, in other words, looking at ourselves. Behold the glory of the, uh, the, the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Father, bless your word tonight. Thank you, dear Jesus. So, what I'm going to talk to you tonight a little bit about is basically three categories of the Holy Spirit or uh, gifts of the Holy Spirit. And uh, first, being born of, this whole, uh, of the Spirit. Second, being filled with the Spirit. And third, walking in the Spirit. So I'll spend a little bit of time on each one of those. Um, as we know, God's Holy Spirit is an equal part of the Trinity. It is what Jesus Christ said he would send to us and give to us uh, on the day of Pentecost, and he did. Uh, and, you know, I, I've had in my heart a long time, and I think many of you, in fact, I know many of you have, has talked to me, we're looking at more uh, blessings from our Holy Spirit, uh, God's Holy Spirit. We would like more blessings. We want to see more pouring out of God's Spirit. You know, churches today seem to be more dependent on themselves and seem be, to be more dependent on things of this world than they are the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit should be the guiding light for not only the church, for, for, but for each one of our lives. Very important. Um, uh, when I think about the Holy Spirit, people have all kinds of um, uh, perceptions or ideas of what the Holy Spirit is. You know, you know, when I think about the Holy Spirit, I think about how gentle it is. You know, the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit is gentle. It's discreet. It, is, uh, it gives us total freedom to live a life of, uh, that Jesus wants us to live. We don't have to be bound as Brother... Uh, um, 
Brian said this morning, many of us are bound up in things of this world. We don't have to be bound. A, it gives us freedom. Uh, it's always quietly persuading us, talking to us in our spirit, leading and guiding us. It's never forcing us to do anything. The Holy Spirit is gentle. It's always guiding us. It's loving us. So, you know, I've... Uh, over the years, I've heard certain things about the Holy Spirit did this or the Holy Spirit did that. When I, I have a different idea of the Holy Spirit. I have a biblical idea of the Holy Spirit. And it's very gentle and very loving and very guiding. It wants to live in us. When I look at John 16, 13, and 14, but when He, meaning the Spirit, the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you in all truth. Always seek the giver more than the gift. So the Holy Spirit is a gift. It is a gift. And we have a tendency, and I've spoken on this before, I won't speak much on that tonight, but we have a tendency of spending so much time on the gift itself, we lose sight of the giver, which is Jesus Christ. We have to remember Jesus, keep our focus on Him. I look at John 20, 21 and 22, and again Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit, meaning salvation here. I think what he was, uh, in fact, I know at the time when he said this to his disciples as he was with them that, uh, that night, he breathed on them and, 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 and they received salvation. They received salvation because they believed on him. They knew that he was the Son of God. So when we are truly saved, we are forgiven of our sins as the Holy Spirit starts to live in us. Now, I do believe that. I've said that before, and I'll mention it again. Uh, the Holy Spirit starts to live in uh, a person immediately when they accept Jesus Christ. When they are saved, the Holy Spirit starts to live in, live in them. Ephesians 1 and 13 says, Whom ye have also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth and the gospel of your uh, salvation, um, in whom also, after ye have believed, ye were sealed or confirmed with the Holy Spirit. So how do we get the Holy Spirit to start living in us? It's to receive Him, to accept Him, to ask Him to forgive us. So that's the first step in, uh, in our walk with Him, in the shining of the light, the guiding of the light in us. We will start seeing things from a different perspective once we have Him living inside of us. Uh, what we, but once we're saved, we have to be careful. We, we have to understand that we're not to let sin hold us back in any way from receiving the fullness of the guiding light. Light. We have a tendency of stopping there. Many stop at salvation. We don't want to stop there. We want to continue. Sin is what hinders us from receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost and the feeling of us. So in other words, a complete giving ourselves to us. Sin, because we let things hinder us in our mind. Somebody's going to think this or somebody's going to think that or we're worried about that. Or in some cases, I don't want to give up certain things. I did have a couple of things I'd, I was going to mention but I feel like in my spirit tonight, I'm not going to mention it standing up here on this sacred ground. But I can tell you this. There's things in our life that hold us back from receiving the Holy Spirit. We must give them up. God wants us to give them up. We have to give them up. Sin does not allow freedom. We, we, we in Some things in our life, we don't see it as sin. We don't understand it as sin. But if it's holding us back from receiving the Holy Spirit, fullness of it, the guiding light that we need, 
then it is a sin. We need to give it up. These things in our life that we need to give it up. So to prepare, to receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit, that came into my thoughts this afternoon as I was putting it together. First of all and foremost, the very beginning and the first step is faith. We have to put our faith and trust in Him. And how do we get that? We get it, I believe, from hearing the Word, studying the Word, and preparing our hearts through the receiving of the Word. We have to understand that. All, and what happened then when we start uh, re, uh, uh, reading the Word, studying the Word, and hearing the Word from preachers and different ones, we'll start to have a desire in our heart, a desire wanting more. We're going to want more. So we, if a, a desire gets planted. So, but we have to pursue and receiving those spirit. We have to surrender, as I just mentioned. There's things in our life that we have to surrender. Those things that we have to get out of our life and give them to God. And the first step in surrendering is confessing and knowing that it's a sin. Giving it up. We have to give it up. There's things in our life that we got to give to God. So I believe we got to prepare our heart, our mind, and our body. Uh, it is important that we are prepared to receive the gift of the feeling of Holy Spirit. First of all, I think about it, let's call it from God's perspective. When He looks at it, He's first saying to, to me, I have promised it. In His words, when we look at it, this is an assurance that we can have that God promised it to us. If we are to ask anything according to His will, He will hear us. And receiving the Holy Spirit is a promise. He promised it to all of us. Also, it is a command. It is a command from God that we be filled. In Ephesians 5 and 18, God tells us to be filled with the Spirit. It is a command from God. So God wants to fill us, and it's also a command to us. And He knows. Why? Why is it a command? Why is it He wants to give it to us? He knows that we need to, we're weak. This flesh is weak. We need the strength that only He can give us. It is a command, and it is the strength that we can get. What the Bible says now about walking daily in the Spirit. Galatians 5 and 16 and also in verses 24 and 25. But I say, walk in the Spirit and do not gratify the desires of the flesh. Says, walk by the Spirit. So what does that mean? When we walk in the Spirit, we're not controlled by the flesh. We're controlled by the Spirit. The desire and the power of the Holy Spirit is substantially more than the flesh. So we have to learn to get the flesh out of the way and give it to God because the Holy Spirit can strengthen us. The Holy Spirit gives us the strength. It gives us a desire in our heart. It removes the fleshly desires. It gives us a spiritual desire to do more work for Him. In Ezekiel 36, 26, and 27, a new heart I will give you, a new spirit I will put within you. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk by my statues. When I think about getting a new heart, it makes me think about a change, a complete change, removal of the old, 
the rebirth that we talk about in salvation, to be reborn in salvation. When we give it to God, we are a new creature. We are a new person. And the fleshly desires even then are less than they used to be. But the more we seek of His Holy Spirit, the more strength that we get in Him. Several things I'd like to talk to us about what we should do to get baptized in the Spirit or, as they say, filled with the Holy Spirit to be able to walk in the Spirit before I get into walking. We need that guiding light. First of all, in Acts, we just got through reading and studying this. I won't talk about it a lot, but first of all, I've said it already several times tonight, we need the power. We don't have it within us, the strength to walk as He would want us to walk the line that he wants us to walk and not have sin in our life. We must receive the power to overcome, so we need his guiding light. And, and evil forces is always working on us. We hear, we heard it from uh, our youth pastor this morning. We've heard it many times from Pastor Farrell that uh, the evil, uh, the devil's always trying to tackle us, ta- attack us. He knows our weaknesses. He knows our weaknesses in our flesh. The power is most important because of the witness that we want to present to people. Not only, you know, in our testimony, but in our living. We need to live the life. And the only way we can do be victorious and have the guiding light is to have the guiding light. It would also, when I think about the power to, to have for guiding light, I think about a victorious power. These words came into my heart this afternoon. A victorious power. Think about that. Victory. Hallelujah. Victory over sin. Victory over evil. Victory over ugliness. Victory over the things in this world. Hallelujah. We can be victorious with the Holy Spirit. We can have power against diseases. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that. God can give us that power. Power mainly to do the work that He needs us to do. We need that power of the Holy Spirit, the guiding light. And then the tongues, which is one of those things that many people seek the tongues. I want to stress that we need to seek Jesus, and Jesus will give us the tongue. Tongues are very important, as it tells us in Mark 16 and 17. This is the thing to remember about tongues. When we speak in tongues, it's directly talking to God, or God talking to us. It is a direct. You know what's so wonderful about this tongues and, you know, praising and worshiping and talking in tongues? is Satan doesn't know what you're saying. Satan don't know, understand tongues. He don't know anything about it. We need to be speaking more directly to God in his language. Also, folks, he gives us a boldness. We need the boldness of the guiding light in Acts 4 and 31. And they were filled, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spoke with the words of God with boldness, standing up for Jesus. In other words, many of us, I'm one of them, we, we're, we're not great witnesses. Do y'all know that? In our flesh, we are not. Only in Jesus Christ can we be a great witness in our testimony and what we say. Speaking His Word with boldness. I like that. Speaking His Word with boldness. And then the gifts you get with uh, to His guiding light. 1 Corinthians 12, 8 and 10. To another, to another, to another, it says, gifts from God are only available through the Holy Spirit. Now think about what that says. Think about what that says. 
gifts from God are only available through His Holy Spirit. We need to be seeking the Holy Spirit to be His guiding light to receive the gifts that He wants to give us. They are supernatural gifts. No one can get the gift, possess the gift of healing or prophecy or teaching without the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. Fundamentally, to carry out His Word and His work, we need His guiding light. And also, I've mentioned already, the witness. And this is so important because He tells us in His Word, the harvest is plentiful. There's a work to be due, to be done. There's a lot, a lot of not believer, uh, non-believers out there. God wants us to witness to them. The reason that He gives His church the gifts of evangelism, prophecy, teaching, preaching, witnessing is to reach the world. It is re- the, chur- the church's whole fundamental reason we're here is to reach the lost. We forget that sometimes. But to reach the lost, we need God's Holy Spirit. And then the fruits of the Spirit. I look at this as more as an individual. When I think about the fruits of the Spirit, because everyone is going to see this. In Galatians 5, 22 and 23, God wants us to have the fruits of the Spirit. He wants us to have a changed attitude. Changed attitude. And I think about, Larry, I thought about it again today. Uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 13. What's first? What's first in the fruits? Love. Love. I believe if you get the love of God's holy light, everything else, hallelujah, will come. Joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. If you got things missing in your life, you need more of God's love. You need more of God's Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You need more of Him today. I need more of Him today. And then next thing we need is praise and worship in our heart. You know, we should be a really happy people. When you know Jesus Christ, it is the best thing that could ever happen on this old ugly world is to have Jesus Christ in our life. God wants us to praise Him. God wants us to bless Him. If we don't, He tells us the rocks of the earth will. We need to be praising Him, praising Him in my heart, daily, hourly, weekly, driving down the road. I know I have and I know you have. Praising God. We need to be thanking God. You know, I think about being on the road. We have so many things to be thankful for. You know, you, you think about all the accidents going on and all the bad things in the world and I, everything that you can think about in this whole world that is, is offering it every day. Sitting right here tonight, this came to my heart again. This sitting here tonight is a blessing. It is. Amen. It's a blessing. Praise and worship. Thank God. Thank God you can be here tonight. That's a wonderful thing. He wants us, each one of us, has a responsibility to reach the lost and build His church. Things that we must do to walk in the Spirit. First, acknowledgement of what the Holy Spirit, or who the Holy Spirit, our guiding light is, in our hearts. You know, to do this, Paul says in Romans 7 and 18, I know that in me, that is, in my flesh, dwells not one good thing. Also, in John 15 and 5, without me, you can do nothing. Obviously, we can do uh, many things with Jesus, but we can't do nothing 
without Him. The first step in walking with uh, in the Spirit is swallowing our pride, admitting we cannot do it without Jesus Christ. Many of the flesh in this world cannot give up self, and that's the biggest problem. Cannot give up self. We have to teach the Holy Spirit is what needs to be guiding that person. And they will be a much happier than today person. They'll be a happier person for the future in every day. In Ezekiel 36 and 27, it mentions prayer. So first acknowledgement who the uh, guiding light is, the Holy Spirit is. That, you know, we have to give up ourselves. We have to give it to Him. We're nothing without Him. We have to admit that. And then when I think about praying, uh, I don't believe any of us, I do not, I don't believe anybody prays enough. I do not believe that. I don't believe that. Hallelujah. And the reason why is I think about the many times that God has poured out His Holy Spirit. What did it take? Y'all know the story. I'm reminded of it often. Isuzu Street in the early 1900s. Why did it break out? Because an evangelist, a minister prayed all day. Hours and hours every day. And he did. He got a group of people praying. And guess what happened? God poured out his blessings. And then when you think about, I think it was in Tennessee, when a bunch of young people started praying. What happened? God blessed. And many other things. In this church right here, when the people were in the altar praying and praising God, what happened? God poured out his blessings. Hallelujah. People began to speak in tongues. We need to be praying. We need to pray more together. God's promise is that if we'll pray together, uh, He will bless us. Praying is where we get the power. Let us pray, as Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 3 and 12, for that the chief fruit spirit, now may the Lord make you increase and abound in love. The first thing that starts happening to all of us when we start getting filled with the Spirit is love. Love. And then everything else comes after that. And let us pray, as the writer in Hebrews said also, Hebrews 13 and 21, And now may God of peace equip you with everything good that you may do His will working in you that which is pleasing and in the sight through Jesus Christ. We must be praying. Praying would help us go do God's will. We'll get visions in prayer of what God wants us to do. You've ever, and you may have asked yourself, God, what is it you want me to do? He wants us to pray and seek Him, and He will lead us. He will put things in our heart to go bless people. Next is trust and faith. Paul said in Romans 6 and 14, we must reckon ourselves dead in sin and alive in God. It ain't about us. It's about Jesus Christ. It's about the guiding light. We must put our trust in Him, having confidence in Him, and working for Him through His Word. Faith in Jesus will, as we've read, move mountains. It will remove burdens from our family and our heart. It will remove things from our lives that's holding us back from worshiping, worshiping and reaching the lost. Faith in Jesus will move ourselves, our heart. It will move us forward and doing His work and His will. After we have acknowledged we are helpless without Him, we must be praying a humbly and in lovingly way. 
act in the way that you know God wants us uh, to act. The reason we get off track sometimes and make mistakes is because we're not staying on track and and prepared through the Word. The Word and prayer. We must, if we want God in lights, full guidance, we must stay in His Word and stay in prayer. We must be thankful, thankful in our daily walk. The final step in walking in the Spirit is to thank God every day. As I told you, the little things every day. I, I laugh at myself when I say this in the morning time, but when I, uh, my forehead hit the floor, my feet hit the floor and I stand up, I say, thank you, God. In my heart, my mind, I say, thank you, God. It's a blessing. Every day we should be thankful. We should be thankful for all the little things that he blesses with, our home, our health, and our family. As I conclude tonight, I think about 1 Corinthians 13 and 3. If I give away all that I have, and if I deliver my body to burn, but have no love, I have gained nothing. What does this mean? It is possible to undertake in this life many sacrificial acts, giving things away, even sacrificing ourselves for other people, and we think it's pleasing God. We can give away everything that we own, and we think it's pleasing God. But the only way we can please God is to be born again. We have to be born again. When we are born again of the Spirit, and we're walking in the Spirit, we're being led by the Spirit, and even the more we get of the Spirit in us, there will be many fruits every day. Some we don't even realize. Some we don't even realize. You know, I've gotten some feedback from some of the Wednesday night's messages from online and different ones. And I think about, Lord, when I'm standing up here sometimes, I don't think I'm doing anything any good. And I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm making, uh, you know, I don't, and then I start questioning, did I study enough? Did I prepare enough? Lord, am I doing enough? But you know, God always blesses me by giving me someone that says, Mac, thank you. Mac, I appreciate this. And, and others. And then I see uh, uh, God blesses some of the prayers that I've been praying and some of the things and some of your prayers when you see them answered. We need to be thankful. We need to be thankful for the Holy Spirit and God in us. You know, um, I don't believe in a selfish prayer. I believe God wants to bless me too, but I also believe that when I not only pray for myself, I pray for many, many others. And I'm thankful. Miss, I'll put a plug in for Miss Shula here. I'm thankful for the t- a Tuesday prayer. If your family, has, and it's a, we're aware, Miss Shula's aware, and this church is aware, you need prayer, you need a word from God. This, this group that comes on Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock will pray for you. I tell you, over time, no doubt in my mind, every single one of you and or, and, and or your family member has been mentioned in that Tuesday morning, 10 o'clock. People, that's important. And I thank God for someone like Miss Eula that wants to pray. And you know what? Uh, sometimes she's only got a couple people, but she's faithful, she's committed, and she prays. Y'all need to thank God. For, and if you need something in your heart, give it to Miss Eula. She'll pray for you. She loves praying for you. And the people that come are very faithful, and thank you, God, for them. Would you stand with me? What pleases God more than anything else, I believe, is our prayers. Our, really, our sincere, our honest, heartfelt prayers. Uh, 
And with that, our faith will grow. And with that, the guiding light of Jesus Christ will grow in our hearts and our soul. Let me close with this, and then we'll gather around the office. Christians living is not learning the right things to do. Walking in the Spirit will teach you the right things to do. And they will bless others. Not even worried about blessing you. Let me say that again. Christians, it is not a learning process to do the right things to do. It is walking in the Spirit and letting this guiding light teach you the right things to do. And people will be blessed. Come forward and let's pray together as we're dismissed. The Bible Level, Pentecostal Orange Church Incorporated, copyright 2023. Back to the music.